0: Into episode 48 of the Matt and Matto Scale Trains podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford. And uh, with me, uh, as always, from some planet out there in the universe are my co hosts. Co hosts, sound off.
1: Matt Suzuha. And Johnny Nugent.
0: How are you guys doing tonight?
2: Doing pretty good. I can't complain. You know, it's a good old, uh, what's this, late August we're doing this one? Yeah. Getting closer and closer to, to fall and York and whatever, but it uh, be a good old time tonight. I'm excited. I'm
1: lost. I took a left by by Pluto and I don't know where I am. Help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh,
0: uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm excited about tonight's episode. Um, it,
1: Anything new with you guys before we get started? I've
2: been buying too many trains,
1: but you know, what else is new, right? <laughs> you and i traded for a new train recently matt
0: we did we did that's right the cinematic photos that you've been uh putting out there on facebook and in discord dude amazing man
1: oh i appreciate it, dude i'm i'm happy to be working on the layout after oh goodness like over a year now of just having it being idle and um really inspired by watching you do all your work and your layout yours been great your new farm scene has just been absolutely amazing i, I love it
0: the pharmacy I spent like eight hours on. <laughs>
1: that corner. I spent more hours in that corner
0: than I think I've spent total on my whole layout. <laughs> just doing anything like I got to get this corner right. After that, everything is just gravy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to think it used to be a Starbucks, too.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going backwards now. Like we're tearing down Starbucks and we're putting up farmhouses.
2: No, so, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute now. You're telling me you, you could you could cut this part. I don't, I don't care. Leave it. I don't care. Whatever. You're telling me that you got rid of that Starbucks and haven't sold it to me. No, I, I mean I'm being serious. I, I thought no. I thought you were going to keep that.
0: No, it did. It just moved to the middle of town.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Good. So that Starbucks is a different location. It's just instead of that location now, instead of selling you know lattes, they sell cowpats. <laughs>
0: fresh homemade cow pies get it get, get them while they're hot so, uh, that's 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 kind of un, un, unappetizing to, to, uh, to uh, I,
1: hope no, I hope no listeners are, are eating right now uh, yeah that would suck yeah yeah but that's live progress then
0: all right um all right well let's uh let's get to it let me go down our uh our maintenance list here so um, as always, folks, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Music, and a slew of other social podcasting sites that are out there. If, if you can find one, we're probably on it. So, uh, of course, I always want you to mention our Discord server, which now has over 100. Actually, I, I think it, I think we're at 180 now. I think we're actually getting almost close through, to 200 yeah people on our server. That is is awesome. Now, this is a public discord, so anyone can join. Uh, All you have to do is acknowledge that you read the rules, uh, check a box, says I'm a good person, and you're in talking to people, uh, posting photos, posting videos, uh, trading secrets about, uh, you know, building farms on your layout, (laughs) all all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Now, uh there's a link to the Discord uh, in the show notes. All you have to do is click it. Uh it's free, doesn't cost anything. Uh I know uh Chris uh RBP Chris is in there. Chris is in things. Uh, our good friend Jason, um JD Sucks is in there as well. Uh so you know, if you're interested in uh, you know, getting a chance to talk with these folks, uh come on our server because uh, they are there sometimes. So and they can't do it, post. Can't yeah sid too yep yeah I mean there's uh, there there's so many like it's hard to list them all here, but I mean there is a lot of great people uh in our discord server, and I think that's the point I was trying to make is there's you know great people to talk to and chat with we have a great moderator team they uh they keep everyone safe and make sure we're all treated with respect, so uh yeah if you have any questions, just reach out to us uh we also have a new URL that's available uh you can Find us quickly on the web. It's www.mandmpodcast.com. That's www. the letter M A N D the letter M podcast.com, and uh, it'll take you right to our uh, episode site, and you can you can listen to the episodes right there, right from that URL. And then, lastly, our merchandise. So we have teamed up with Redbubble.com. And uh, we offer all kinds of merchandise with our logos on it. Before we start, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Trains.com. If you are looking for a great deal on used and new model railroading products and want top-notch service, then please head over to Trains.com, where they have over 120,000 products with new ones added every day. You can also sign up for their newsletter to see newly listed and newly discounted products and receive advance notice of upcoming promotions. Now, I've been using trains.com myself as well as my co-hosts, and we highly recommend them to our listeners.
1: Now, if you're like us and you're always on the lookout for your next engine, join the Trains Rewards program to earn points on every purchase and unlock future discounts. And if you're an avid collector and want first dibs on new items, sign up for the private car membership to get early access to new listings, earn five points per dollar spent, and unlock great benefits like no questions asked returns.
2: Now, guys, don't forget that uh, you'll need parts to keep your engines and cars operating smoothly. And to do this, Trains has a collection of 15,000 plus parts available on their website for any item you may need. And also, if you're interested in downsizing your collection or know someone who is unfortunately leaving the hobby, Trains also buys collections. So head over to sellmytrains.com to get a quote. And Trains makes it easy to sell your collection.
0: Now, if you do plan on buying from them please use our affiliate link, which is www.trains.com MMOP. You can also use our unique one-time promo code MMOP for $10 off a single purchase on the trains.com website. All right, now let's talk about tonight's episode. So tonight we'll be talking about the pros and cons of buying engines, rolling stock, and other model rewarding items. So each of us has made a list of the pros and cons now these could be personal uh reasons these could just be uh you know what we think the industry is trending toward uh as far as like the pros and cons of buying new and buying used uh will each of us will will pick a one category we'll we'll discuss it what each of us thought And then we'll obviously move on to the next category just to kind of keep things moving. But we do want to discuss kind of what we had in common, what we didn't have in common, uh, you know, some additional thoughts. And then we'll just again, we'll we'll keep things going. So. uh, All right. Well, you know, what? Uh, without further ado, uh, Matt or Johnny, do you guys have anything before we start? Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to call somebody out. I'm going to call you out, Johnny, and
1: I want you to tell us what your pros are for buying new. Ooh. Okay. I'm taking the hot seat. All right. Yep. So when it comes to buying trains new, so I'm relatively new to this. Um, so I haven't bought many new items in the hobby until recently. Um, but some of the new items that for pros, um, When buying new items, uh, new features are definitely a big one. So things like voice control or uh, Bluetooth with things such as uh, five different bells or whistles. Like new features is definitely one. Um, With things moving forward, especially with Lionel, uh, new toolings are also uh, a plus for me. Uh, Seeing engines we've never seen before. uh, I think the Brass Challenger is a great example of that or or Strasburg 90. uh, Things people have wanted for many, many years and finally getting to see them so that is something that's really cool with buying new something you don't get from buying used um it also helps the industry kind of keeps the hobby going helps lionel mth atlas all those manufacturers stay in business and help to see more things added to the hobby um don't usually have to worry about missing parts usually parts are already ready there so you get the Ever, ever wonderful new train smell or the new box smell that I know Matt Z loves so much, and uh, you get a box, you get a box, and it's not missing. You get a brand new shipper. Matt Z loves it so much.
2: <laughs> I say, say shipper first of all. I mean, come on, you know, let's go.
1: <laughs> exactly, and and to kind of uh, round up my list, it's also just the the hype, you know, with with new catalogs and you see the new catalogs and or the hype of waiting for the train and it finally shows up at your doorstep and you've been waiting for about a year and it shows up your doorstep and you're like, ah, it's finally here. And you get to unbox it and enjoy it for the first time. So that, those are mine. Uh, I'll, I'll pass the the mic over to to Matt R. How about you? What, what are your pros? All
0: right. So I think we shared uh, a good number of them. There might be one that I think the one that stands apart for me is you get a warranty, right? So you buy something new, You're going to get at least 365 days of if this thing blows up or or something goes wrong, I have a chance to return it, get it fixed, get a replacement or maybe even get your money back, depending on where you buy it. So that was one of one of those on my list Um, being the first to run it. Right. So there's a new model out and it's never been done before. I think that the fault kind of falls under your like experience, like new tooling, a new model, like you said, Johnny. And then uh, one other thing that I had thought about is that maybe, and I don't know if this is technically a pro, but maybe the model isn't available used. Right. So a lot of times either it's something that's brand spanking new or maybe they're redoing a model that hasn't been done in a long time and you're unable to find that model in the third party market. Right. So that would definitely be a pro. Uh, man, see what was on your list, bud? All
2: right. So i got to kind of like you guys, i got two. so, uh, the first one is, uh, new technology. And I love new tooling into this uh, last minute as you guys were talking, I lumped it together. Uh, just because again, you know, you got new items, uh, that come out new tooling like Lionel you know the big thing nowadays is oh what new what new to them engine are they going to get from MTH or some other brand um, new locomotive whatever it be uh, it just that's really interesting to see that and see what comes out of that them putting legacy in their new engines like the Greenbrier and L1s and you know, RS27s and all that sort of thing it's all really really cool uh, and the other one is obviously new tech so You know, vision line and like the brass hybrid program and other things that, you know, that really push the envelope as far as new features go. You know, like in the early vision lines, you know, you see like all your different smoke features and and all these really cool things, you know, the swing bell and just features that are really, really cool and that are never before seen until that point when they're announced, which I think is really cool. Then another one that I have, and maybe this is a pro, maybe it's middle of the road, maybe it's, I have no idea, but it's uh, the built-to-order program that a lot of dealers, sorry, a lot of manufacturers rather are doing. So whether it's MTH or Atlas or Lionel or whoever, they basically all work off the built-to-order program. And by that, I mean, you have the catalog when it comes out then you have usually a certain amount of time usually a month month and a half or so to place your order with the dealer to guarantee that you get the item or items that you're interested in if you don't you run the risk of not being able to get the items because they may have sold out by the time you get around to buying them so if you do the bill to order it'll allow you to get the items you want when you want them which i think is really cool
0: what were you guys if I told you each of you could only pick one and that's the one that means the most to you with buying new, uh, what would you guys say? And uh Johnny, yeah, I'll have you go first. That's a hard one.
1: Um I I was gonna go on the point that you brought up, uh the re-releases. I think that's really important to to keep in mind. Um, because with this hobby, a lot of it is and, and Matt Z can definitely attest to this because he and I do this all the time in voice calls. Uh, you know, you reminisce about a, a model that came out so many years ago and you wish that you were either had the money for it at the time or were aware it was out at the time and you want to get it. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to find that model on eBay or on, on uh, a third party seller site. And, uh, you know, you can sometimes find it, but there are ones that you just cannot find anywhere. And uh, once an item is re-released, it gives you an opportunity to be able to grab it the second time so you don't feel like you missed out. And, no, so, you know, sometimes um, when an item is re-released, there's actually an improvement done on it as well. Uh, an item that both Matt and I share, uh, Matt Z and I share, is the uh, Milwaukee Road S3. Um, I have the first-gen release, and I think, Matt, do you have the second-gen release? I, I can't remember.
2: Yeah, I got the one from 2017. And it's, yeah. they're, they're the same and yet they're different and you, you can keep going with it but th- they are different to an extent
1: exactly like yours has if my mine was pretty good i, I like my my generation of it um it's a pretty robust engine i like it a lot but you know there's things like for example the the smoke uh the the smoke filler area was the 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 pipe wasn't directly centered on the smokestack so if you want to fill it up with a uh, with a little funnel you had to like kink it to the side a little bit uh, with the second gen release, they they fixed that. It's centered. So there's small improvements, plus the addition of, I believe, Bluetooth as well, and they changed the crew talk to make it a little bit more fitting. Uh, it gives you the opportunity to be able to get a new version of the model, and sometimes it's even improved. You know? so maybe some people may prefer the first gen to the second gen, but either way, at least you get the engine. So I think that's that's a big part for me when it comes to to buying new. Um, how about you, Matt i I'll pass to you.
2: All right. Uh, I'm going to go with another one that they used to have as a warranty. And, you know, I think as we go through this, I'm sure we'll think of things to add to the list, but definitely a warranty. I, I did not think of that. Um, I just kind of was kind of thinking things off the top of my head when I was making this. And yeah, a warranty is huge. I mean, especially these days with, with eh, less than adequate is what i use. Quality control with some manufacturers. Uh, not going to name names, but uh, it, it's a good idea to have a warranty. Should an item be broken or not working correctly the way you the way you a expect it to, or b should be a standard of that particular brand, uh, a warranty is good to have because you can get the item fixed. Usually, no questions asked. You know, you show the receipt or wherever you got it from or whatever. They take the you know the they take the bill and you get it fixed or you get a replacement in or whatever the case is and you're all, in all a happy customer. And that's really, really important and very good to have, especially when you're spending, you know, some of these bigger steam engines, you know, they're two K plus, not cheap. So it's good to have a warranty for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, so if I ask myself the same question, uh, warranty is definitely at the top of my list because look, I mean, you're spending a lot of money here, you know, uh, you know, you buy a new car, you expect there to be a warranty. You buy a new TV, you expect there to be a warranty. Same thing with the, with a the train engine. You buy a train engine, uh, a brand new trained engine. The thing better have a warranty because, uh, yeah, I mean things happen. All right, let's um let's move on to the cons of buying new, and I'll I'll actually start this out. Um, I have. Uh, with a lot of exclamation points after it, the word expensive. So uh, I think that really sums up a lot of the con of buying new because yes, the new engines are very expensive, and unfortunately, it's only uh, been moving up as far as price points go when it comes to to buying engines. Although there are some good deals out there, uh, there are some. Uh, like the the little uh 060 t that came out a couple of years ago. So you can find really hot good. I'm not saying that there's not value engines out there, but there are definitely a lot of engines with a huge price tag on them. Uh second one is probably it's this is kind of funny, but it cause it kind of it goes with uh your you with you talking about the S3 Johnny is that well, one of the cons for buying new is that there could be new issues or untested tooling, right? Uh, you know, they got this new feature and this new feature is awesome. And then new features, I think, could be a pro and a con because, you know, being a pro. Sure. It's awesome. It's a new feature. We've never seen it before. But unfortunately, the con here is mm, that feature maybe doesn't work very well or maybe it just has an issue with it. Uh, You know, so you got to be careful there. I mean, you know, you never know, uh, but it is something to to look out for. And then uh, the uh, the last one on my list is, well, it might not be what you expected. Right. (laughs) So if you buy something new, uh, you know, if there's no reviews out there, if there if there are no photos out there of it, like, no, they're all like mock ups. Right, uh computer mock-ups. And you're kind of like, well, I hope this thing turns out okay, or I hope the colors are okay. So, you know, it, sometimes it's a uh uh you know, potluck, right? Like you never know what you're gonna get. So it's like a box of chocolates.
1: I like chocolate. <laughs> I- you got anchovy chocolate, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh.
0: have you have have you ever run across america Matt
2: uh no <laughs> okay.
0: just t- just checking something <laughs>
2: Sorry. Alrighty. uh I got two cons again and uh first one is very similar to matt and it's uh, price yeah uh like like I said you know we all know that these things are not getting any cheaper and you know maybe there's a chance to buy an older piece and I'm sure we'll talk about this later that there may be an older engine that is, you know, a few years older that gives you basically everything you want with a lower price tag. And that's something to think about. Uh, And then another one I have is competition. And by this, and you'll hear me talk about this later as I have this on the, another section that I'll talk about when we get to it. But uh, by competition in this sense, I mean, let's say you have back in the early two thousands when you had like MTH and Lionel making, the same engine let's take the dreyfus hudson for example just because that one comes to mind uh were, i believe they were in the same catalog or like a catalog before after whatever it is and you see this more modern times too but you know the fact is that you know if you want proto sound or legacy or tmcc whatever the timing is uh you know your chances to buy it from manufacturer A versus manufacturer B could play into it. Let's say MTH releases an engine that you want, but then a catalog or two later Lionel or whoever releases the same engine that you want with their set of command systems. So let's say MTH releases the Dreyfus Hudson with Proto 2. Then Lionel releases the Dreyfus Hudson with TMCC. You'd rather have TMCC over Proto 2. So, you know it's like well do i buy the proto 2 and convert it or what do i do you know so maybe that's something to think about when you're buying new is you know should i wait and see what the other manufacturers do before i say yes or no i don't know that that's uh maybe that's up for a debate it's probably a good poll question
1: to be honest with you so i'll take over the mic from matt here and throw in my couple of bits here i basically the same thing as you guys um but the couple that i didn't that you guys didn't mention um that kind of stand out for me um one of them is returns uh the warranty is great um but having to send your item back if it's not great and has teething troubles definitely is not fun because you've waited like a whole year for the item when it finally comes in if it's not perfect then you have to send it back and Um, sometimes there's QA issues with uh getting it back as well, or the shipping could have a hand in that. And, you know, you run the risk of maybe something coming back worse than when you send it off, but that's that's a a risk that comes along with it. Um definitely not meeting expectations when I agree with you guys there. Uh it's kind of hard to base it off of just the catalog images alone, because they are just renders and concept photos, and things don't always end up the exact way that they appear in the catalog. Um, I remember I was a really big fan of the the, the Redding T1s when they came out from Lionel. Uh, I really liked the Conrail one with the really dark blue, but um, even though they came out still amazing engines and they're great, uh came out with a very bright Conrail blue, which I wasn't too big of a fan of. So I, I didn't order it, so it wasn't a big deal for me, but chose an example of catalog image and um, actual reality is, is definitely one that uh, you had to be mindful of. and. Kind of going along with that, one of mine that I, 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 uh, I settled on was sounds. I'm a very big sound guy. Um, if an engine doesn't sound right, I, it would cause me to like it or hate it. And with a catalog, unfortunately, you just can't get an idea of what it sounds like. And usually that doesn't happen until much later in the uh, the, the build process when they, they do actually have the sound set. And who knows, you could buy an engine you're really excited for and every whistle or bell that's in there or horn or bell you might not like. And, uh, that, 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 that could be a big uh, detractor. And then, uh, last one is, as I mentioned before, uh, there's a long wait, you place a pre-order and you're really super hyped, but then you gotta wait a whole year for the item to come through. Um, so that's just a, just you waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And when it finally shows up, you might, you might've moved on to a different item. You might've decided that you wanted something else or you're just no longer excited for it. So, And that, you know, that just comes with it. The items take time to be made and and manufactured and they need to get an idea of how many people actually want it before they build it. So, but uh, yeah, those, those would be mine.
0: That's actually a really good point, Johnny. I actually never thought about that is the, uh, it didn't, That's something I didn't think about is that you're right. Like one of the cons is that you can't have that instant gratification like you can with used, Right. You see something used, you could probably buy it and have it in, you know, the next day or at least within a few days. Whereas you buy something new and it's like, all right, well, how many birthdays am I going to have before I get this engine? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, and I think you know, I think you actually answered my one that I would probably put at the top of the list is that it's probably the waiting game. Uh, unfortunately we live in a society of of instant gratification now so if I can't have it in five minutes it's not worth it right so but uh, Matt and Johnny what do you guys think is like you something you would put on the top of your own personal list as far as a con goes Johnny you go
1: first sure I'll take the the lead on this one honestly I think the one that really does it for me um I, I it's it's a tie between sounds and probably uh, potential. Uh, yeah, sounds and just it not meeting your expectations. Um, I like I said, I'm just a big sound guy. If the train doesn't sound how I want it to sound, then I I just I'll pass up on it. Um, sometimes when you I'm really glad that Lionel has the new five bell five whistles thing, and that's great. But what if you just don't like any of them? You know, it's it's a it's a big if, but. You know, it's an if that can make or break an engine for me. Um, I really wish Lionel would take, uh, do what they used, they did previously with some catalogs, uh, online catalogs. That is with some of the online catalogs, with the line chief sets, they actually let you listen to the sounds that are on that set, um, and I thought that was really cool. And I would really love it if Lionel would do that for their future catalogs. For their online version. so folks who are really that curious of what they're going to sound like can hear those sounds. Now, I do, like I said, I do know that's something that's done later in the process, so they don't necessarily know what they're going to sound like when they're announced. But it'd be a it'd be a cool feature and something I'd I'd love to see added, and would I think help the the customer experience a lot more. But that's just wishful thinking on my part. But hey, Ryan, I know you listen to us from time to time. Maybe we could uh, we could get that, please and thank you. But you no. Know, but that, that's that's my my thing. How about how about you guys? I'll pass it back over to you guys.
2: Uh, I I'll agree with uh, I mean really what all you guys said, but definitely uh, the waiting time uh, is one thing. You know, even even with used stuff, you know, I want five minutes, and if I don't get it, you know, by the time it honestly, there's some items I'll get from anybody, and I'm not trying to single anybody out, but it's like you know if. You know, when I buy something, it's like I want it then and there, and if I don't get it within a reasonable time frame, I'm not—I'm not even gonna want it by the time I get it. And you know, so I think with, you know, yeah, buying new, you got to wait that year, year and a half, hell, sometimes you item even gets canceled. You know what I mean? And then you're out. You know, uh, an engine, something maybe that you really wanted, but can't get made it won't get made and then you have to go to the well how can i find it now kind of deal so that's that's my thoughts on that
0: so just to kind of like wrap it up johnny you're sound biased and matt you're an impatient millennial so is that get, about right?
2: Boomer, get it right okay yeah. you're right <laughs> well,
0: you're, you're a millennial on, and a, you're like a mo mo i don't know a uh, millennial yeah yeah,
2: there you go. I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, those two words don't really go go together very well. I I couldn't think of any kind of like mix of those two words at all. I'm like, how do you, how would I even say this? So <laughs>
2: on the way, I'll give it to you.
0: All right, no, that's that. One. It was very very interesting to hear uh, what you guys were saying about that, and you guys had brought up some things that I didn't even think about. Either, which was which is kind of cool, which is why we were here doing these lists, because, you know, I want to hear what other people uh, think uh, as well when it comes to like buying new and used. So very, very, very interesting. All right. Let's go ahead and move over to the used section. (laughs) Good segue there. And uh, Matt Z, I'm going to have you since you haven't gone first yet, I'm going to have you uh, tell us your used Pro. So so buying used, what are the pros for you?
2: All right, so I got two and they're kind of hand in hand. So I'm gonna list them both and then talk about them. So my first one is value, and my second one is cost. So let's say you buy a piece from somewhere, eBay, trains.com, or wherever you like to buy your trains from, uh, and you get an item that you know you thought was a good price. And it turns out that you know you get value into that item whatever it is. Let's say you buy a uh, used engine for a project or whatever and that engine turns out to be better than you thought it would. I actually had this happen to me not too long ago. I bought a uh, RS1 that the guy said it was ProtoSon 1. And you know, I looked at the thing, you know, it had the PS2 sticker on it. I looked up the item number, it was Proto 2 whatever. And so I'm like, okay, and it was a good price. So, I'm like, all right. I'll take the gamble. Maybe he doesn't know what he has. It just happens from time to time. You know. So I got it. Of course it was proto too. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So I got it for a good price and I got more than I was expecting. So I definitely really like that. And uh that's kind of my spiel on that. So uh Matt, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so the ones I have um kind of match a little bit with your saying, Matt. So I had um inexpensive and easy to find deals, right? Like, there's all kinds of deals out there you can find unused stuff. I mean, sometimes you get a fair price. Sometimes you pay a little bit more, you know, than what you wanted because maybe it's a, a rare engine. And Sometimes you just get, like, the sickest deal you ever fo- found, right? <laughs> um, and uh, my second bullet on this was, um, you know, you'll find models that aren't being made new or perhaps the tooling is lost on it. And you're kind of like, well, they're probably never going to make this new. Uh, And I found something. It's used, but, you know, it's definitely something that I've always wanted. So, you know, it's, you know, you get a chance to buy stuff that might not ever be made new again. And then the last item on my list is just the huge amount of of variety out there for used, right? I mean, there's just everything you can think of under the sun. You know, I'll give an example of Trains.com, right? Uh, They just like you go type in Santa Fe on Trains.com and it's just like holy moly, like everything you can think of under the sun. Uh, You know, engines, rolling stock, uh, all kinds of buildings and, uh, you know, the same can be said for You know, some of the other places as well, like uh, Facebook Marketplace and eBay, like, you know, if you're looking for if you type in a very popular railroad, there is just so much available. And it's it's really, really awesome that, uh, you know, that that's there, because sometimes you could just find all of these, uh, you know, these lost, um, you know, lost arcs out there. You know, you're able to pick them up and find them. Uh, Johnny, how about yourself, man?
1: So I really agree with the ones you guys have had, uh, definitely for sure for all those. Um, I, I think I went a little bit different from you guys, but this is one that I think we already touched upon when it came to us talking about buying uh, new. So with buying stuff used, uh, usually they're more broken in. So any teething troubles are usually sorted out by then. Um, and you doing your research, you know which ones are are ones that are proven to work and which ones are are were, were lemons, unfortunately, as, as it is with anything. You know, you know which ones are good runners, which ones are solid, and you can do your research and, and find that pretty easily. Um, and you know what you're usually getting uh, when it comes to specific models in general. Uh, for example, you know, for me, like I said, I'm a sound guy. So if I, well, oh, I don't know if I like this engine or not, you can usually look it up on YouTube and you can watch a video of it and see what it sounds like if you like the sound set. Buy. You can, you can be like, yeah, I want this and you buy it. Um, another thing that's great about buying stuff uh, used, and this goes for both going through eBay, going through trains, or heck, even going to train shows in York, for example. Um, you There's the excitement of the hunt. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know. You may have a, an item in mind, but sometimes you scroll through your, uh, your eBay listings and, and just that one item shows up. You're like, oh, my God, I need to get it. You know, there's the uh, there's the excitement of the hunt. I know I know uh, Matt wants to say something here, so I'll let him let him cut in for a moment here.
2: Yeah, you with your sound files. Yeah, there's a MTH engine that. uh, That, uh, you know, you don't like the sound file on. you just got to ask, ask me or someone, one of our sound guys and we can hook you up. Exactly. Throwing it out there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you can always you can always, if you can always in, with MTH engines you can always modify them too, and you know you don't feel as bad modifying a brand new, uh, uh, you don't feel as bad modifying a an older used engine than like one that just came out of a, came out of the out of the factory. Um, another one that uh you know that I you don't usually think about, um, you can buy stuff separate sale. You know, people break up sets all the time. Let's say you're looking for a specific car or a specific engine. You can buy something separate sale and not and save yourself the cash there, uh, which is really nice for folks who want to, like, make a mixed train. Or let's say you want to find a specific accessory from a set. Or you, for example, um, heck, take my 2696 Berkshire. That was from a giant set, and that was a, a breakup from a set, and I just got the engine itself. So it, it gives you more diversity with what you can get. Um, and. Let's kind of cherry pick what you really want. And then the last one is, is you can do it for projects, as Matt discussed earlier. You can buy an engine cheap and, and go from there and be able to turn it into something better and not have to worry about, oh, I, I paid too much for this, so I, I, can't, uh, I can't do anything to it. If you buy an engine like a Proto 1, for example, for really cheap, you could always upgrade it. And usually, um, as time goes on, sometimes some items, they go down in value. So it makes them a lot more accessible and more affordable for folks who couldn't afford them when they first came out, but can afford them now since the uh, technologies change and the markets change. But yeah, those are are mine. I'll uh, open up to the floor. I'll actually give it to Matt R. Matt R., what is the uh, number one for you when it comes to buying uh, used for a pro?
0: Uh, You know, you guys had some awesome points out there, and it's hard to it's hard to kind of like pick one, but you know, I I think I just, I think I have to go with cost. Right. I just, I, I agree with you that modification and, you know, putting your own, like, you know, being able to put your own sound file without worrying about it is, is true. Now that only works for, well, that works for both manufacturers. Technically one is way harder than the other (laughs) and more costly, but, uh, I don't know. It's just something about like being able to find a good deal in, in, you know, this industry or this hobby is already like really expensive. And when you could bring that cost down, like you can really find some great deals. And I think this is probably something that a lot of parents, hopefully that we have new folks out there, or maybe, maybe there's some new parents out there that are listening to this podcast that, you might want to consider going the used route if you, if you're trying to get one of your children or multiple children or you and your children into O scale moderate roading is go find a used set. You can find sets for used prices. Um, That way you can try it and not have to like, you know, worry about sinking in a whole bunch of money that, you know, well, I bought my kid this new train and he spent you know, three days on it and he's never touched it again. And now I'm out $400 when you probably could have spent half of that, you know, in the used neighborhood. But uh, yeah, for me, you know, um, that that was, that was a lot of words to say, you know, <laughs> low price, but you know, I wanted to, I wanted to get my point out there.
2: <laughs> low price, high words, right? Correct. all right so uh yeah for me again it's you know your cost i mean you can't go wrong with you know buying used especially you know when you find deals and gems and whatnot you know yeah on occasion you get those items that are higher than msrp or whatever it be but as a general rule you know you do get a decent discount off of whatever the original price was and then based off a condition and other factors you know you can get a pretty good deal. And that's, that's mainly why I shop around for you just because I I do like getting, you know, a good deal on items, especially if I know I'm going to use them for a project or maybe not intentionally keep them. It'd be like, Oh, I've kind of wanted this engine for a while, but you know, eh, I'm not really sure now if the hype is still what it was, you know, five years ago when I really wanted it. So maybe I'll try to go a little bit lower on the cost. So that way, when I go to sell it, I can at least break even or maybe make a few bucks. That'd be really cool. But that's my thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of rounded off here. Yeah. I, i want to echo the guys here. Price is definitely the biggest one for me. Um, I, I, as you guys said, the hobby is expensive and, uh, regardless, whatever scale you're in, not just O scale. And, um, just buying stuff used really helps you get further in the hobby, especially if you know what you're looking for too. Like if you know what the going value for something in eBay is, and you find it for a good price, you can really take advantage of that. Um, I think I would say. Now that I think about it, now that I think about it, I think technically, only one engine in my collection is new. Everything else has been used. Everything has been yep, yeah. Every every other engine in my collection is used, and it's because of the the affordable prices that I've been able to kind of get the items that I wanted. And um, if I tried to buy them all MSRP, I, I don't think I would have nearly as um as big of a collection as I do now. And again, the to the hunt of finding that engine or finding that car and finding it for a good price, you just feel good inside. You know, you didn't pay for it. You. you did your due diligence, you were fortunate enough to find it, and you secured it for yourself. It's just a, some kind of some adrenaline, a, a adrenaline rush from, from the hunt of it. So, yeah, definitely uh, agree to guys with that. And then I think, lastly, the biggest thing for me is also just knowing what you're getting. Just being able to hear it or see it run on a YouTube video before you buy it. That it, 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 That's that visual confirmation that you know what you're getting. And then uh, it shows up at your doorstep a week later. So, yeah, that's uh, that's mine. Uh, I'll I'll throw it back to the floor in case anybody wants to do any opening or closing, or not opening, closing remarks on this one.
0: Um. Well, uh, we still have uh, to go down the used con list, but um, uh, Matt Z, did you have something before we hit on that?
2: No, I'm I'm cool. Let's, let's hit the cons.
0: So, for our last category, uh, buying used engines, but what are the cons? So, my first one is well kind of the direct opposite of buying new right there's usually no warranty you're usually them buying them as is now there is kind of an an asterisk on that one because depending on who you buy it from there can be a return window or you know uh again i'll bring up trains.com uh awesome return policy if you get it it doesn't work literally they'll send you a label, throw it in a box and you can send it back and get all your money back. And they they'll, um, depending on what level you're on as far as like their club membership, um, you, you probably don't even have to pay for shipping um, at that point. So uh, again, I'll I'll, I'll plug trains.com again for their return policy on buying new stuff. Now uh, my second bullet here is well, um buying used the item might be using older technology right so you know maybe you were looking for that legacy model or maybe you were looking for that protosound 3 version and the only thing out there was a TMCC or a PS1 or you know a conventional model from Lionel so you know that's something to be something to be aware of and then uh Could have paint marks, broken pieces, missing parts, right? Like, you know, it may look good in photos, but then you get it. You're like, well, I didn't see this paint mark on the one side that they didn't show me. So, you know, don't expect, you know, uh, puppy dogs and rainbows uh, when you buy used stuff, because sometimes it's it's not what you expected. And then uh, my last really quick bullet here is high mileage, right? You're not the first person to use this train, this engine, right? If we're talking to engines, right? We're not talking rolling stock. As far as engine engines goes, you know, engines go, uh, you're not the first person to use it. There could be a lot of miles on that thing. Now, if it's a Protosound engine, you can usually go in and see the mileage. If it's a TMC or legacy engine, who knows? I mean, it could have, you know, who knows? It could have a thousand scale miles on it. You you wouldn't know it if the person um you know, took care of it, but I mean you know these are motors they they wear out they they're you know they don't last forever um you could get something that looks brand new and you're like, this is new, this is great this is used, but it looks new and it's been taken care of you know you're running on the track three times and then it dies, and you're like, what the heck happened? <laughs> so you know, buy everywhere just a couple of little things to to look out for uh Johnny, I'll go ahead and um. Pass over to you,
1: thank you so much Matt so um yeah, I definitely agree with you there um high mileage and you kind of don't know what you're kind of getting there um the old tech is definitely one that you have to be wary of um just because it says t m c c doesn't mean it's the same t m c c as you're used to in a factory line out locomotive could be you know e r r uh, upgrade, which is good but can can vary sometimes or the uh the older uh EOB boards those those have a tendency to uh not be at the same par as standard TMCC so it's it's one of those things you got to be aware of plus like you have things you have to worry about things like maybe an, an engine doesn't have cruise you know maybe you, you've only had engines with cruise and you buy like a K line engine that doesn't have cruise um can completely throw you off there so it's you kind of have to do your research for stuff like that um items can come broken or be missing parts um, you could have a handrail that's knocked off or you could have like a, a sunshade that broke off, for example, or missing number boards, you know, that stuff can, can kind of make it or break it for people. And they can also get uh, damaged during shipping, uh, depending on who you buy for, uh, buy from, like, especially from like independent sellers on eBay. Not everybody ships the same way. Not everybody has the same level of quality when it comes to shipping and packaging. Like, uh, in fact, the engine I, I saw, I, I traded Matt recently. That one is my favorite example. Um. That engine was put in a box that was held together not by tape, but by the fragile stickers that the uh, the shipping service put on the box. And when I did get it, there was the smallest layer of bubble wrap. The engine was loose, rattling inside the box, and there was a hole in it. I could stick my hand inside the, the side of the box and touch the engine. Now, I bought multiple items from eBay without boxes or from trains without boxes, and 99% of the time, it's fine. You know, most folks are competent, but it's it can be that 1% chance that can be scary for some folks. And I was lucky. That engine that I traded, Matt, was perfectly fine. Um, and nothing I couldn't fix if it did come off and it was good. But, you know, you got to be got to be wary of that. And there are some sellers you have to be careful of when you buy used or, or secondhand. Sometimes they're not as safe as you'd think they would be. Not everybody is uh, uh, transparent when they sell stuff. Maybe they try to hide something or... Uh, maybe they ship you a, the completely wrong item, or they just don't even have the item. You, know, you had to do your research, have to um, ask around, or sometimes just double check to verify that they're a, a verified seller. You know, I I know the guys here have done an episode on on tips to buying used. So if you are worried or you want to, you're new to the world of buying stuff used, definitely check out the episode on buying used trains. But yeah, it's one of those things where um, if I had to sum it up, do your research first before you hit buy. Um, you can get some great deals, great engines, but if you don't do your research, it can, it can bite you in the turkis. So either do that or buy from a, a safe seller, like, like trains, for example. And this isn't just because we're, you know, we're with them. Um, all three of us have bought from trains a lot, even before we worked with them. So, and we've had nothing but good experiences with the guys there, but, uh, enough of me, uh, singing the praises of trains here. I'll, I'll move it on to, uh, I'll pass the mic over to Matt Z.
2: Yeah, I uh, I completely agree. And real quick on your boxes, you know, I I know I'm Mr. Box and all, all that, but but seriously, it is that one time, that one percent chance that does scare me with no boxes, and it's that it's that one time that keeps playing in my in playing in my head that I've seen it happen, and I've seen people getting all PO'd about it, and for good reason, you know that that's enough to scare me away i need a box and that's the end of the story with an engine you know for cars and you know rolling stock and passenger car i mean i I'd ideally prefer it but it would kill me if it didn't have it but that that just you know that that just my thinking on that is you know for engines i i won't even touch it if it doesn't have a box unless it's for a project Which is what i did with that rs1 that didn't come with the box but you know what for a board i really didn't care but anyway uh my two are my first one is my biggest pet peeve with any auction site ebay heck even trains any place that has the same item for anybody is competition with other buyers and you know you all know it you go look for something somebody snags it or or you're on an auction and somebody's bidding against you. You got a second left and you put in your bid and then somebody else bids higher the last second. You even see it, but you didn't even win the item. That to me just annoys me. You know, one of the things I think with buying new that did not mention is, you know, when you buy new, you have your chance to get it. You don't have to fight with somebody to buy the item that you want. It's right there. Everybody's going to get the same thing, you know, when you buy it, you know, and that's, that. just, it's the way it should be. You know, you don't have to fight. You don't have to, you know, oh, great. I didn't get this engine, uh, you know, somebody else on the other side of the other side of the U S or even the world got this engine instead of me or whatever it You know, that, that's just, that's just the way it is. And it, it, it does happen, unfortunately. Um. That's just the way life goes, I guess. And the other one is descriptions based off of what, you know, like what Matt and Johnny said, you know, with use, you do really have to do your research. You know, there can be, you know, that unfortunate person that does not list their items accurately and may give you pieces that are not what you expect them to be or based on quality of photos and all this sort of thing. And you do got to be careful with that. You know, it doesn't happen often, But when it does, it is very widely known and it is not something that just goes unheard. You'll hear about it. You'll hear a review from somebody or whatever, a bad experience. And it does turn, I'm sure the buyer that bought said item from said person, and I'm sure other people look at that and think, well, I'm not going to deal with this guy because he doesn't, he's not honest. And, you know honesty is the best policy and you know if the engines a, if the engine or whatever doesn't work or is you know have for parts or whatever, whatever the thing is you know list it you know i'd much rather have a be honest than a oh great this isn't what i was expecting deal and get po'd and then have to return it and some people even you know get mad about returning things and you know that to me just you shouldn't have to deal with that you know if there's something wrong you know you should be able to return it maybe with a few questions but generally speaking you got a problem here's your money back send it back or some cases an extreme example you may get send your here's your money keep the item you know that does happen from time to time and i think that that's something you really got to take into account is you know your descriptions doesn't happen all the time but the few times it does it goes noticed for sure, yeah, I think you both I think both your points are you know all our points tonight were
0: fantastic on the on the cons um at least on as far as the cons go in this discussion um I think for me though, like the one thing um that stands out for me with the cons is it's a gamble, right you're putting quarters in a machine and you're pulling that handle, and you're just like hoping like you get it and you open the box and it looks fantastic and you're like all right well hope it i put this on the track this thing is going to move you know and then when it does and it starts up and you hear the sounds you're kind of like oh thank goodness but when it doesn't you're just kind of like deflated you're like ah oh. but you know again well you know that same kind of scenario could happen with new <laughs> too but, but uh, i'll digress i'm not going to uh, we won't go down that route But uh, how about you two? Like, what what would you put like as your
2: number one thing? I'd have to go, honestly, I I know I just prefaced about, you know, returning and whatnot, but probably, you know, your, your warranty, you know, in the few times that you do need it, you don't have it in some cases. When you're dealing with people who may not be into trains or people who just want to get rid of the things and don't want to see them again, you know, that's when it gets kind of hairy and, you know, to have a return policy of some kind or another is just it's just good business practice you know whether you're a business or whether you're just an individual selling trains and you know we talked about this in our uh train in our uh selling episode number probably that was like one of our first ones i think that we did um but yeah your returns is you know when you need it it should be there and if it's not that does go noticed, like i said
1: I'm going to tack on a cut too, that I, I thought of while uh, Matt Z was talking about his points earlier. Um, one of the things you have to be aware of, especially when it comes to eBay, prices fluctuate. And unfortunately, there are folks who will artificially increase the price. Now, one of the best examples of that is the legacy scale Polar Express. I remember when this happened. Um. There were two individuals who listed an item, and listed the the William Berkshire, and they go for maybe like I think it was like sixteen hundred, eighteen hundred dollars at the time. They listed one person listed it for ninety nine thousand dollars, and one for for nine thousand dollars, and you know obviously they didn't they didn't go for that much. No one bought that. Uh, no one in the right mind would spend that much. But unfortunately, people will look on eBay and try to use that as a gift who aren't very knowledgeable about the secondhand market. And we'll see that as, oh, this is what they sold for. That's what they're worth. And it will drive some of the prices skyrocket like crazy. And uh, it's it's an unfortunate part that the market will fluctuate. But that's with any secondhand market. Um, so that's something that will happen. Another one that I know Mad Z hates with a passion. Um, uh, if you buy from an auction site sometimes, uh, not outside of eBay. Uh, buyer's fees, auction fees; those can, oh, can yeah. really get you. Yeah, uh, you and pay, so they they can really get you, and you think you're getting a good price, but you get with a, a kicker in the end, and maybe you're paying more than you want to pay for it. So, but those those are two that I, I thought of. But for me, really, what is the kicker for buying uh, used that that does scare me is definitely you have to be careful. Again, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's a gamble, like Matt said. Um, you don't know what you're necessarily getting uh, sometimes you buy from a if you buy from a reputable source it's fine but if it's like a, a sketchy buyer or someone who doesn't have great feedback on their ebay page yeah, you're taking that gamble if you're you maybe paying a, a really cheap price but maybe you're getting a, a piece of a uh, Getting a a paperweight when you get it, but uh yeah, this is always scary when you uh buy from something like that and it arrives and you don't know for sure. That's why I'm not allowed to stand next to Matt R when he unboxes things because apparently when I stand next to him, his engines don't usually work <laughs> when he unboxes them for the first time if I'm standing around. <laughs> this is a this is a fact. The Johnny effect. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that that's uh that's mine. I'll uh, I'll pass it over to you guys here once again.
2: I uh. I agree. You know, real quick on the auction thing. Yeah. You know, I look at some of these auction sites, you know, that, that are not eBay, like, you know, your third party auction sites that do trains. And you do look at that. You look at that, you know, some of these fees are 19, 20% of whatever the price is. Plus if you're in the state, you gotta pay tax, you know, what, you know, when you're into that, that extra price. Oh, and shipping. So you're paying basically almost two two of those three or maybe all of those three things plus the price of the model. By that point, it's like, is it really worth it? The answer sometimes is no. And that just does kind of blow people away and it's just too bad. But that's all I got on this. I'm all set.
0: Yeah, so uh, this, was, this was fantastic uh, discussions, gentlemen. Uh, one last thing I wanted to bring up is just kind of overall like buying new and used. So when I first started, or when I came back into uh, O Scale model railroading, I was very very focused on buying new. Like I was only buying new, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with a like you know not having enough knowledge to be able to like fix small things or fix things if I did buy them used and they came not functioning and just kind of the lack of experience with like pricing and stuff like that. So I think that's I think you know and maybe other folks have fallen into the same kind of scenario is that maybe when you came back you were very much focused on new but then over time as you built as you as you built up like your own knowledge, your own experiences, um you know your ability to do quick fixes or uh, spot uh, issues if a if a used train does come, you're like, oh, okay, I've seen that before. Yeah, I know I know how to fix that. Um, you know, maybe that's kind of how you were too, because like nowadays, like I'm very much n- over ninety percent used market. Like I buy pretty much everything I buy is pretty much used. I do buy new, but it is a very very small percentage of what I buy now. And really quickly, what do you guys think about that?
1: I'll go first here. Um, when it comes to buying new and used, they both have their advantages and disadvantages, as, we just, as we've discussed. Um, I remember being a kid in the hobby, uh, before I returned, looking at MSRP prices are daunting. Um, they can definitely uh, dissuade you from wanting to buy more items or you think that stuff like that is unreachable to you. And when I return to the hobby, I am mostly like 99% of the time I buy used. Um, just more affordable. And sometimes sometimes you just want to get items that you were nostalgic for when you were uh when you were younger in the hobby. I'm a lot of the engines I bought now are items I saw on YouTube and I really wanted, you know, the GS2, the FEF, the S3, the Berkshires, you know, staples of items from my childhood that I saw other folks have and buying used is the way to get them. You know, you you know, you could always wait for the next re-release, but there's no guarantee in when or if they still have the tooling to redo them. So, um, I know we were kind of, we ended on like more of a, a, a negative note for the cons for buying used, but I am a strong supporter of buying used trains. Um, it keeps the hobby alive. It keeps trains. It keeps them loved, you know, um, Sometimes they need to move on from a collection to a new collection. You give them a new home and, and they're enjoyed by another, by another owner. So uh, definitely a strong supporter of used trains and, and support of new trains as well. Keep the hobby going, keep your you know, local hobby shop going and keep the manufacturers in business as well. Good thing to buy from them from time to time. But I will throw the mic over to Matt Z. Yeah,
2: it's a, uh, a plus one with basically what you said and Johnny and Matt, you know, that you know buying used you know for nostalgia purposes for cost for whatever the case is you know it's almost a better thing in the long run just because you know you get the items that you like you know for a good price and you know what's a good value to you you know kind of some of the things i spoke about you know just a better thing overall at least in my opinion you know is that new stuff too? Don't get me wrong. New stuff is great. You know, I'll I'll forever be a, you know, love the new catalogs and they're always a lot of fun and whatever. But you know, I I think that, you know, buying used is something that if you haven't tried give it a shot, you know, uh, it's something that I think you'll find that it's a lot less painful and scary than you think it is. You know, and if you got questions, by all means, you know, reach out to us, reach out to the discord. You know, you look at that buy and sell on the discord. It's, it's links. It's people asking questions about, you know, what do you think of this? Should I buy this? Should I not, you know, what's the deal? All that sort of thing. And it just, you do your research and you ask questions and the process is pretty simple. And it just, I think it's a better idea, but you know, These are just three men's opinion on this thing. You know, you and your friends may have a different opinion. And you know what? That's perfectly fine. By all means, go ahead. It's all cool.
0: Yeah, I'm actually so I think what I would like folks to do is if you can. um, And obviously, discord is the best place for this. But after you listen to this, uh, head over into our discord or send us an email Uh, Or even in a review or something, let us know what your pros and cons are for buying new and buying used. You know, we're we're interested in what, you know, everyone thinks uh, about, you know, your, you know, you know, opinions on like what you you know, your purchasing habits. uh, You know, what's what's a pro, what's a con for you? Um, What do you find yourself uh, buying more new or used? Uh, Go ahead, Johnny.
1: I'm actually going to propose a question to our Discord folks here. Um, those who are in the Discord are familiar that whenever I get bored of work, I'll ask you a question, and we tend to share stuff uh, about our collections. So based on today's topic, uh, if you guys want to throw this in the... Let's do uh, your layout and collections like we always do. Let's do in that channel. Sure. What is your best used item purchase? What is your best new item? purchase i'd love to see that when we and i'll ask it again once the episode gets officially uploaded here but uh i like to see that let us know in the the utilize and collections channel i'm actually really curious about that
0: it's a great question johnny thank you matt yeah or great questions i should say <laughs> all right well uh you know i think that wraps about up we're just over an hour here in time um again i'll i'll just uh put a last uh last minute uh uh, flag up to see if uh, Johnny or Matt have anything else. Otherwise, we can just wrap up this episode.
2: Speak now forever hold your peace. Is that what you're saying? Mm, yep. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. It's, I've, I really enjoyed this one. I, I think, you know, doing these, you know, discussion topics and, you know, lists like we do and, you know, like we did the train set one a little ways back and that was fun. This was fun doing things like this that kind of get you thinking. You know, you think of things that you know you didn't originally think of when you made the list and whatever you know it happened to all three of us tonight it's obvious you know it these are a lot of fun and i i think we should have to do more of these for sure
1: yeah for sure uh, i i enjoyed myself here tonight a lot of great discussion a lot of great points and uh i'm curious on what folks will say in the uh, the discord server
0: yeah and moving forward uh you know, like Matt said, like this is the kind of format that we want to do. Like, you know, we would like to do one interview and one discussion per month. Um, you know, we know some folks, you know, don't uh, interviews may not be their cup of tea. And uh, some folks might like the interviews, um, you know, for us, you know, we like doing interviews, but we also want to go back to our you know, our roots as well. And, uh, you know, have our normal discussions like this. And we have, uh, you know, we have a bunch of topics, uh, coming up. And, uh, one more thing on the discord thing is, you know, if you, if you have something, uh, that, that would be a good topic for us to discuss, please join the discord and, uh, put it in the, uh, you know, we have a couple of different uh, channels in there. Um, do we, do we have a, do we have a channel for, for suggestions? We do have a suggestion oh, yeah. channel.
2: Yeah. So, that's, yeah. I mean, okay. that's kind of what we use it for is for something like that. Yeah. So yeah, we got one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, join the discord, plug in your suggestion. Uh, let us know what you want to hear from us. Uh, you know, again, we're always listening. We're always looking for feedback from everybody on this. We want to make this show uh, for you, uh, the Model railroader. uh you know, specifically the O scale model railroader, but obviously, you know, anybody who's into model railroading of any kind is very welcome to um uh you know listen into the podcast. I mean, good example is this discussion tonight. This isn't, you know, this this doesn't technically pinpoint only O scale. Like buying new and buying used is across all scales from Z scale all the way to, you know. G scale or whatever the one over G scale is—I don't even know what that is. So, heck, it can even go all the way up to like you know actual actual engines, right?
1: <laughs> Are oh, you going to bu- Where's my real life 060T? am waiting for my eBay listing. <laughs>
2: Are you going to buy <laughs> one? <laughs> uh, it's used. It's in Strasburg, PA. It's
1: <laughs> Strasburg, PA. That one's been modified. I think that one's very much used.
2: <laughs> well, then there you go. That answers your question, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for uh, thanks for making this an awesome episode tonight. And uh, let's just go ahead and wrap this up. Johnny, where can people find you on social media?
1: You can find me at Automus on YouTube. That's A-U-D-A-M-U-S. You'll find me there occasionally uploading videos, but usually I'm screaming at inanimate objects and getting hit in the face by a box. You can also find me on Instagram at Artemis underscore trains. I've been posting a lot of photos of my collection and my layout progress. So if you're interested in seeing those pictures that Matt was talking about during the podcast, you can see those there and also on Facebook as well. Last but not least, you can also find me on the Matt and Matt Ootskill podcast Discord. I usually post questions whenever I'm bored in the layout and collections chat so if you want to join in the discussion or hear matt and i the matt's and i talk to each other and make jokes in the voice chats please find us there but uh yeah join in joining in it's a fun time uh matt z how about you sir
2: you can find me on youtube under matt dash train lover Ninety Nine Forty Three. you can also find me on facebook under the same name instagram as matt's hobbies and also on the matt matt discord server as we mentioned before, you know, editing sound sets, talking trains, new, used, whatever it is, having a good old time. So definitely join it there. Uh, that's all I got.
0: And you can find me on YouTube at West Chicago Model Road. I'm on Facebook and this under the same name. And then I'm on Instagram under WCMRR. And like the two other gents, I'm also on Discord talking to folks, posting photos, um, you know, just. Having a good time interacting with people uh in the in the model railroading industry. And um it it's a blast and I enjoy it. So uh one last thing, folks, don't forget uh we, you know, we do this podcast for you. Uh, and we would really appreciate any feedback. If you can leave a review on whatever, you know, podcasting application you're using. If there's a way to leave feedback, we would really, really appreciate it. Helps the podcast. Let, let's us know that you're listening and uh, you know just uh, we want to make uh, make improvements we want to make sure this is the uh, you know the best O scale you know podcast out there which it is because it's technically the only one out there but <laughs> we'll, we'll keep right we'll keep riding riding that wave uh, until another one pops up so uh, with that said uh, everybody have a wonderful
2: night take good care take care everyone uh you can find me on youtube oh my god i just found a set of came passenger cars on trains oh
1: god that's <laughs> nice
2: I, I swear to god put these that are, at the end really please cool. yes that,
1: please that, please, please to please, prove man, that please. he does buy things used yes wow. it's I in like there the, i won't the, remove the, it.
2: it okay good these are what are these these are okay anyway uh, I'll, put it yeah, as, well, I'll put it at the yes, end put, of the blooper reel i'll put, put all of this in here all right uh, sure oh.